the R word, how to fast track or catch up to retirement if you haven't started planning for it yet. It's Kenneth Yim, and thanks for tuning into Boardwalk Talks, the Toronto real estate investing podcast, where we walk and talk and go around the board and play the game of collecting properties because we all want to generate enough passive income to fund our lives so we don't have to depend on working to earn active income. This show is dedicated to discussing the strategies to help you achieve financial freedom through real estate. Have you thought about when and how you're going to retire? Statistics Canada says that in 2018, the average age of all retirees is 63.8 years old. And CIBC released a poll last year where 32% of Canadians between the ages of 45 and 64 have nothing saved for retirement. 53% say they don't actually know if they're saving enough. And for many people, the amount of money required to fund their lives for approximately 30 years of retirement is a secondary consideration altogether. Retirement planning is not a one-size-fits-all exercise, and there's certainly not a cookie-cutter approach to determining how much money you need to sustain you throughout your golden years. And that's because the actual dollar amount you need to save will be driven by the lifestyle considerations that you choose. According to the report, the average amount of personal savings that Canadians estimate they'll need to retire comfortably is $756,000. Again, that number may or may not be enough for you. It really depends on you. However, if you're looking at your bank account and you don't see nearly seven figures in there and you don't think you can ever get there, don't worry, there's still hope. If you think that's not enough, then this is all the more reason to start thinking and talking about it. So here are a few tips on how you can build your nest egg, courtesy of CIBC. Number one, plan your lifestyle and make the future as predictable as possible. Two, understand your spending today and estimate what it's likely to be in retirement. Three, work with a financial advisor to project your income and your expenses. Four, put your savings plan on autopilot with regular deposits to a dedicated savings account. Five, invest for the long term and revisit your investment plan regularly, at least once a year. And six, determine the best time to draw down on public pension benefits or personal savings. So, how do you actually accomplish all of this? My plan is to buy more properties. I'm not a huge fan of equities. I I personally think they're too volatile and I want something more stable. So I look to rental properties for my solution. Well, you can start with something as simple as buying a condo in downtown Toronto, where vacancy rates are one of the lowest in the world. The rental demand is just that strong. Look at our booming tech scene in Toronto. Seemingly overnight, it's just exploded. Tech workers are paid very well as compared to other industries out there, and they're newcomers to the country, so their initial housing strategy would be to rent and not buy. As they move here and they try to figure themselves out, they just want to rent first. So I was down at a conference last week in California and had a staggering realization. The U.S. vacancy rate is 6.18% overall, and the California vacancy rate is 3.49% according to the last U.S. Census in 2017. Let's compare this to the Canadian Housing Mortgage Corporation's numbers. Nationally, it was 3% in 2017, and that trend has gone down to 2.4% last year. And Toronto's vacancy rate is one of the lowest in the country, at around 1%. One thing that I learned from being at that conference and talking to our American friends is that our Toronto rental market is strong which props up the housing sector and makes this whole thing work. Toronto is an attractive place to live and properties are getting more and more expensive. I mean, they already are expensive, I should say. Furthermore, the mortgage stress test makes it hard to get approved for a loan and inflation is just getting stronger. I mean, you can see this in the price of everyday goods like a cup of coffee or gas or avocado toast. All the while, the average wages are just stagnating. Our children of the future will have a difficult time saving enough for a down payment, let alone affording the mortgages. Never mind the next generation, our generation now is barely scraping by. So if this sounds all fine and dandy to you, but an investment property just seems out of reach, 
here's some things that you can do to get started. So let's work off of CIBC's tips. The first two don't change, which is one, plan your lifestyle and make the future as predictable as possible. And two, understand your spending today and estimate what it's likely to be in retirement. You should know those numbers. You need to do these steps regardless. Then I would add the following comments to the next four points. Three, work with a financial advisor to project your income and your expenses. That financial advisor can be someone like our real estate team, which doesn't have to be a traditional financial advisor playing in the equities market, or it can be both. Number four, put your savings plan on autopilot with regular deposits to a dedicated savings account. Or what you can do is you can buy a pre-construction condo, which will force you to save around 20% of the purchase over a period of two to four years. Then you can have all the tenants pay off the remaining 80% of the purchase price by paying off your mortgage over the next 25 years. In theory, hard assets should be inflation-proof because housing costs are included in the basket of goods that the government uses to calculate the consumer price index, which is the definition of inflation in the first place, right? So number five, invest for the long term and revisit your investment plan regularly, at least once a year. If you're one of our clients, just give us a call and we'll give you an update on your real estate holdings at any time. Number six, determine the best time to draw down on public pension benefits for personal savings. Well, I would argue never draw down on it. Just don't cut down that tree. Keep watering the tree and just eat the fruit that it bears. If you find that there's not enough fruit and you have time to wait, then why don't you take the seeds and plant some more trees and water that tree and eat the fruit that the tree eventually bears. And then when you have an orchid, you can pass it down to future generations. Anyway, the moral of the story is to let your tenants do all the heavy lifting to pay down and pay off your mortgage over the next 25 or 30 years. You're doing a social justice to society, but providing housing for newcomers, young people, students, lifestyle renters, and anyone that just chooses to rent instead of buy. In reward for your patience, you will have a good retirement and your next generation will be taken care of, whether you gift them all or part of your portfolio, or you can use the rental property to teach them math and financial management by looking after these assets. The question that I get from a lot of people is, what if your properties don't cash flow? In my opinion, if negative cash flow is an issue for you, then it's okay because tenants are still paying off a large portion of your mortgage. As long as they're paying enough rent to cover the property taxes, interest, insurance, maintenance, and management fees, then everything else is just going into growing your equity. Think about it. The typical mortgage amortization is either 25 or maybe 30 years. If you do nothing but just buy one property in 25 or 30 years, then you'll have caught up to the amount needed to retire, according to the CABC poll, which is only $756,000. I say only because the average price of a property is a little over $806,000 in Toronto, and that's in today's dollars. Imagine how much it'll amount to in 25 years from now. That, my friends, is actually how you retire. For links to that article, just click on the show notes and you'll see it there. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next week.